at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're the king! Only for Super NES. Only for Super NES. You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hey everybody, welcome to the Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 175 this time, I'm starting to get up there. Uh, um, as always, this is your two co-hosts, I'm Greg, he's Hello. Joe. And we are coming at you today with one of two Halloween-themed episodes. If we had planned this better, we would have done both episodes before Halloween, <laughs> but meh, but... And actually, as it is, we're recording this on Halloween, but you guys are not going to hear this until after Halloween, so... But in any event, we do have like two Halloween-themed games games we wanted to cover like you guys, so... Uh, sorry about the timing being a bit wonky, like it is what it is, but... Um, Nobody ever accused me of being like a master strategist when it came to playing these things yeah, out. I don't think anybody's going to um, We are looking at a game here, uh, um, uh, a game here this time, for our first uh, Halloween-themed episode, which has, been, which has been requested in the past, but we've never actually gotten, uh, but we never actually have gotten around talking about it yet. I actually have not. I actually have not. I actually have not played this game very much before in the past until the, uh, this episode. So, um, and I don't think Joe had ever played it at all, right? Yeah, I had never um, played this before. Right. So we're covering Zombies at My Neighbors, uh, which is a running gun slash platforming game uh, for the Super NES and Genesis uh, that came out in 1993. So. Um, yeah, this is a yeah, this is a very well remembered game these days. Uh, Zombies at My Neighbors definitely falls into that um, uh, cult classic uh, category because just like just just like a, you know you know just like another like cult favorite we covered early in the podcast or, or the podcast history Earthbound. Uh, the game didn't sell particularly well when it first came out, uh, but in the years since then, it's gotten like more and more recognition, more and more praise, more and more uh, heaps, which has led to some unofficial and official sequels, and other sequels and uh, sequels and, and more re- more releases and all, and, all, and all kinds of good stuff that we're we'll cover here later on in the podcast. But, um, yeah, uh, another one of those games that uh, games that kind of didn't do very, very much at its release, and then, like, you know, it has become, you know, it's become very popular after that, after that fact. So, um but anyway, yeah, I played this game a little bit back when it first came out and liked it. I just never really spent much time with it because because it really is not my at the time at the time the game the gameplay style really wasn't my cup of tea. But um, you know, since then though, I I do know the recognition this game has gotten like over the years. So um, and like and you know um, yeah yeah and like Joe said, this is actually his first time playing the game. Obviously, Joe's known about the game. Yeah, I've I've seen it mentioned numerous times. I've seen screenshots. It's just one of those. Like, there's so many other games for both platforms, Sega and Super Nintendo, that I haven't touched that, you know, this has always been, like, it's on the list, but it's, like, at the very bottom of the list. Yeah, the game actually sold a little bit better than Genesis, apparently, um, than the Super NES, which, considering um, considering there are some slight differences between the versions we'll talk about, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little surprised by that. Maybe, um, you know, maybe people in Genesis, in Genesis just wanted, like, a better... Like a better game of this type that one one of Super NES folks did. I, I'm not sure, but um, so this game was developed by a very famous company you've probably heard of, uh, like called LucasArts, um, which we actually have not covered LucasArts yet on this podcast because LucasArts, LucasArts was mostly known for their computer pro- computer games and not for their console stuff. Um, but like Interplay, another company that was well known for its computer stuff, uh, they did branch out into consoles uh, consoles a little bit during the history. So. We could spend a whole podcast just talking about LucasArts themselves in the history. Um, so, like, so, like, so, like, so, I'm going to give you guys a very, a very quick Cliff Notes version of the company's history. Um, Lucas Games was, uh, um, like, so, like, so, like, so, um, like, so, LucasArts, also known as, uh, like, also known as Lucasfilm's Games, uh, was obviously one of several companies that George Lucas created. Um, LucasArts dates back to 1979. When both a computer division and a the a computer, a computer division and a graphic division were created, 
Uh, Lucas uh, Lucas Games did not did not did not release the first game, however, until 1982. 1982 was also the year that the computer division was spun off from spun off like his own company. They eventually became Pixar. So uh, both those companies have like pretty um your pretty long histories, and so Lucas uh, like so Lucas Games originally focused upon computer. Uh, Lucas Lucas Games did originally make two games for Atari with the seventy with their their, their their consoles, um, Ball Blazer and Rescue and Fractus, which are both seen as very very good games. Uh, but they did also make those games for the computers at the time period. Now that after that point, they pretty much focused over computers computers only, like all through the eighties. Uh, like, um, you know, all through the eighties, like the eighties, like early nineties. Ironically enough. And uh, and and this something and this and this and something I don't think a lot of people a lot of folks know about and a lot of programs who work Lucas Arts have talked about ironically in the past. Um, for most of their, like uh, of the first ten years <clears throat> or so of their history, uh, Lucas Arts was making other games. You would think they want to like you think that the, like you think that them being part of uh, um, you know, um, being part of the uh, Lucasfilm that they that they make Star Wars games. However, they already have, however they already sold off licenses to make those games to the companies. So uh, a lot of programmers, uh, if you listen to interviews by them, were like, "Yeah, yeah." When I was hired by Lucasfilm, I, I, Lucasfilms, I was excited to be making Star Wars games, and then we, they, like, when we get there and find out, well, we don't, we, well, we don't have to license to make Star Wars games, we can't. So. Um, so they actually, so like, so they actually, they actually started making out, making a bunch of adventure games, and they've made numerous great adventure games over the years. I, you, it's like you feel a book, uh, like all the, like all the, like all the games they've made over the history. Um, there's the, there's the, there's Maniac Mansion and uh, Day of the Tentacle. There's the, uh, there's a full, there's a full throttle in the dig. There's the. Uh, Monkey Island games. There's the Indiana Jones games, and on and on. It's like really some, uh, 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 on like, like really the Lucas Arts and along of Sierra was known as being the uh, adventure game company of the time period. So, eventually in their 90s, once the Star Wars licenses lapsed and, and, and Lucas Arts could start being Star Wars games again, they, 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 again they started being Star Wars games such as like X-wing, uh, Tie Fighter, uh, so on and so on. So, um, <clears throat> so. The company, the company continued good. The company continued, the company continued going strong until Lucas Arts was, um, and and actually, how Lucas Empire was bought by Disney in 2013. At the time, Disney had its own uh, company uh, in house to make games. So they do, so they didn't see a need for duplication. So uh, duplication, so Lucasfilm was shut down. Sorry, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Lucasfilm's games were shut down. Were shut down later on that year. Um, however. Recently, uh, you know, as of several months ago, due to the fact Disney, uh, Disney once again has stopped has stopped doing in-house development of games, they've quietly brought back the Lucasfilm game logo, um, you know, as a as a as a brand name. Not an independent company anymore, but they're company anymore. But they are still using Lucas, uh, but they are once again using Lucasfilm names, you know, slapping them onto games, uh, the uh, games, whatnot. So, like, so who knows? So who knows? So who knows what might happen in the future? Uh, you know, like this company at this point. So. Um, anyway, I said before, they were mostly known for their computer games, so, like, the few console games that they made, they never released themselves. They always partnered up with, um, you know, they always partnered up, like, with other companies. So, and actually, this is actually tested, this is actually, this is actually testimony to how, the testimony to how well regarded the company, uh, um, you know, both the company the game was, um, Konami ended up picking up the rights to publish this game, uh, uh, um, uh, like, for both consoles, which... Konami was mostly known as being developed themselves, but they developed themselves. But they did publish some games, and even the games that Konami published, published, they were very, very good. So, which is which which testament which how powerful Konami was in the time period, and also um, um, uh, and also how high Konami, Konami set the bar for any games that they released like on the Konami label. So. Um, so anyway, yeah. So two great companies handled this game. Um, I uh, like definitely shows. So the Super NES version of the game came out came out first, September 1993, with the European release. The European release later on that year. The Genesis version followed two months later. The Super NES version was worked on first. Uh, it was about halfway through development. Super NES, the Super NES version version of the game, they decided, hey, we probably should make the Genesis too. So they started, like started porting the game over, uh, to like Genesis. Um, besides the typical differences you see in a cross cross console console game, you know, controls, graphics, music, that kind of stuff. Um, 
there is one version of the game. I'm sorry, there is one thing in the game that's different the different the, um, um, that's different between the platformers. For some reason, the Genesis version of the game does not include the flamethrower. So, uh, why, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't find anything online that explained, that explained why it was left out. But, uh, so there's like, you know, you know, there's that difference between it. Um, in, inspiration for the game obviously came from a bunch of sources. You know, you have the classic, you have the classic can't be, can't be horror movies of the 50s. Uh, they also, uh, yeah, the developers also said they took inspiration from more modern films like Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so, um, weapon effectiveness is actually based upon how those weapons are shown in those movies, uh, for example. So, um, you know, for example, werewolves, you know, werewolves, uh, werewolves, 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 silver weapon, like, would die in one hit. So, um, the game is basically a massive, like I said before, running gun slash platforming game where you have 55 stages, and you're trying to and you're trying to rescue as many and you're trying to rescue as many people as you can, your neighbors, that stage before they all get killed by the uh, monsters, aka the zombies. So, um, uh, so there is a so there is a plot. Your typical your typical silly, stupid 50s, the <laughs> 50s is zombies style plot. Uh, Doctor Tongue. Has gone up the deep end and has created a wide variety of monsters, uh, monsters like in his castle, and unleashed them, and unleashed them, and unleashed them live on the countryside. So two teenage friends, uh, Zeke and Julie, having witnessed this firsthand, arm themselves with a bunch of weapons and decide to go defeat all of them Buffy style. So um, ultimately, ultimately the game ends with a final showdown. To, uh, the ultimately the game ends with showdown, the final showdown, showdown fight, uh, fight against Doctor, uh, fight Doctor Tongue. You beat him, you win the game. So. Um, so, like, so, so, okay, so now, so now I talked about the actual setup of the game, uh, 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 the premises, Joe. Do you want to take a stab at trying to describe how the gameplay actually works? I, I would, uh, so, it's basically running gun, but um, I would akin <laughs> this game, gameplay style to almost, almost like Smash TV. That, that's mm. what this felt like. Um, obviously, you don't get the twin stick shooter aspect of it but um you can shoot in all eight directions um there's you know enemies that constantly respawn i found that out the hard way um i thought i killed all the enemies on screen quote-unquote screen and uh was sitting there cycling through my weapons and ended up getting attacked by zombies that i didn't realize were gonna pop up right from underneath me but um yeah as far as uh games that we've covered this is a unique game um we haven't had something like this um yet and i i really um like the easy not easy easy is, is the wrong word um <laughs> what uh simple simple gameplay that is on offer here uh you can you know, obviously you have to rescue your neighbors. That's the object of each level. But, um... In, in, a, in essence, you can rescue one neighbor, and the exit could appear, because if you take your time, eventually the zombies are going to eat your neighbors, and there's going to be less and less of them to pick up. Um, right. So, if you really just wanted to, you could literally just run through the level and, you know, shoot endless waves of zombies, at least in the first couple levels. After... I think level five, they start switching it up and introducing some new uh, enemy variants. But um, yeah, I mean, this Smash TV, if you like arcade shooters, um, this is very much akin to that. Um, the difficulty is up there, too. This could have been totally an arcade cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking this game reminded me more about like Gauntlet uh, style gameplay, but I definitely can see like Smash TV as well yeah, too. Yeah, Gauntlet's the um, other one that I was thinking of, but I was thinking like as far as yeah. like Super Nintendo like comparison, technically Gauntlet never showed up on the Super Nintendo, so that's why I was like Smash. True. TV yeah, that would be, yeah. and that's the only other one I could think of that's like this. Um, yeah, but. Same thing, yeah. you know, waves and waves of, yeah. you know, enemies, you shoot them down, you have your objective. Um, I like the idea that, you know, there are some places that are locked behind keys, yeah, so you have to get keys, and there's inventive ways to get the keys. Um, 
at first when I was playing. Um, I saw a guy in a pool, and my instinct is, oh, well, I can't go in water because I'd die. So, like, <laughs> he was, like, the last one I went after because I was like, well, I said, if I'm going to die, at least, you know, I, I know he's the only one I have left to rescue. And then, of course, my guy was able to go in the water and rescue him, no problem. Um, and using the trampolines was fun. Um, and then the fact that you can use multiple trampolines that can be connected and get to other places and stuff like that. It's really right. unique the way that they, uh, they put some, you know, they definitely put thought into this. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, you can tell this game was developed by the, um, I, yeah, yeah, like I said before, you, you definitely can tell this game was developed by a very experienced, you know, experienced company because company, company because even those maybe, because even those maybe Lucasfilm's first like like first Super NES game, you know, the programs who worked on this were all the, uh, I mean, were all like you know very talented uh, computer programmers like their staff who knew what they right. were doing. So um, yeah, yes, experience shows, and yeah, this is very, this is very much a very definition of the of the simple to, of the simple to play, hard to master uh, yes. genre. Of gameplay because it's like um, as Joe was saying, your objective on each stage is like it's pretty simple. There's ten victims, and you're trying to save as many of the victims as you can uh, before they all get uh, eaten. So uh, once, so once you be there, once you be either a um, either rescued or killed. Uh, um, uh, um, well, let me rephrase that. Once all the victims are gone, either because you rescued them all or, or they've all been killed, the exit, the exit, the exit door door opens up somewhere. Uh, somewhere on level, um, and then you can find it, move on, and, and move on, and go on the next stage. So, yeah, you are constantly, you are constantly like under attack. So, you're, uh, uh, by the same time you're exploring, you also want to make sure that you're, you know, keeping that fire trigger button yep. happy. So, um, victims, victims are at different points depending upon, uh, you know, depending upon who they are. Um, you know, like some people are not with very much at all. The barbecue guy, for example, is like the barbecue guy. I'm dealing with like five points. Um, other people, are, so other people like work with a lot more points, cheerleaders, babies, uh, dogs, explorers, etc. So, and later, especially later on in the game, you'll prioritize, if you care about points, you'll prioritize which ones, which ones, which ones are more worth your while to go after because points do, points do control, uh, um, you know, uh, you getting extra lives. So, uh, so there are some incentive to, uh, like, 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 there's, like, there's some incentive, things that are trying to get points. So, um, there is a radar screen you also can turn on or off uh, to help you out, uh, which is um, uh, which is very cool and very um, helpful. <laughs> yes, the game would have been helpful with a battery to save progress. I, I don't know why it wasn't included, probably because of the expense. I, I, I was going to say that was yeah. one of the notes I have here is that like password system with a question mark. Like why why would you have a password system when battery backups have been the norm for quite a while? But you know, yeah, I'm just thinking cost probably, but yeah. because uh, the pass, the pass, the pass, the pass, the pass, the pass system works fine. You get a password like uh, so you get a password like before levels, so you know, which is fair because like you know, if you know what you're doing, um, uh, we'll talk about this later on. But if you know what you're doing, this game, this game's actually not that very long to beat. Right. So um, you know, you know, password before levels is fine. It's a very simple password too. It's like it's like four letters. So. Uh, not a very complicated password. Uh, password yeah, it's not a, it's not a so. Metroid password, <laughs> right? So, um, weapons available to you. Uh, a lot of variety, creativity, like some of these weapons. You have the you have the usual you have the usual um, you know the usual uh, usual usual weapons you expect to find a game like this. Uh, bazookas, um, you know, like um, uh, squirt guns, um, uh, that kind of stuff. But you also but. You know, just but just five things like soda pop cans that can explode on contact, um, extinguishers, weed eaters, um, an ancient artifact, which is what they, which is which is really a cross. They just called it that to get around Nintendo censoring. Um, you know, uh, uh, plates, bubble gum, um, tomatoes, and then ice pops. So, uh, some really like really like you know fun weapons. Items also, uh, um, items also are available in the game to help you out. Um, keys open up doors, as Joey mentioned before. Skeleton keys open up skeleton doors. Red bottles, um, uh, red bottles like make you invincible for a short period of time. Blue bottles make you a ghost. Question mark bottles could be could, could be good or bad. Or random speed shoes speed you up. Uh, decoys are inflatable clowns who look hilarious, <laughs> by the way. Um, who attract monsters? Who attract monsters? Monsters away from you like a short period of time. 
uh, golden chests, release energy blasts, and destroy monsters, and first aid kits uh, give your life bar back to full force. Because you do have a life bar in this game also. So, um, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, and of course the flamethrower, which is the weapon I mentioned that's super NES only. So, which is too bad, because the flamethrowers, because the flamethrowers, the flamethrowers definitely like one of my favorite games of this game. Uh, my favorite weapons, uh, 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 you know, favorite weapons yeah. like this game. So, uh, what was your favorite? I used, I mean, I used the Uzi a lot, but, uh, the Uzi's good, <laughs> yep. I'm a little, uh, inside baseball here. I cheated my butt off in this game when I played it. So I had all the weapons and unlimited ammo. So I got to play with all of them. And uh, I also absolutely love the flamethrower and also having, you know, infinite ammo for it just made it that much uh, more fun. But um, also I love the fact that, like, you can pick up just dishes and throw them. And then back to what you were talking about, like, you know, movie tropes and stuff. Like, to kill the werewolves, you can use silverware. So, yeah. you're throwing forks yep. and knives at werewolves and stuff. It's hilarious. that This game's got so much charm um, that it, it, <laughs> I find it very hard to hate this game. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, this game does ooze charm, definitely, uh, you know, as far as all the presentation, the programming, the programming done, the graphics, too, encourage that yep. also. The graphics are very... Um, yeah, the graphics game are very good. Um, I mean, they're not like they're not like amazing, amazing, amazing graphics, but they are like very detailed, bright, colorful, very like you know cartoonish, um, you know cartoony like graphics. So um, they definitely added the whole flair of the game. Uh, Zeke looks hilarious, by the yeah. way. It was like with like his glasses and like punk style outfit and punk he hair. He couldn't so, be more nineties. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, graphics. Yeah, graphics. I, I yeah, the graphics of the game like are very pleasing. Yeah, I also. Uh, uh, I know you know we usually kind of go in in order the way we talk about this stuff, but I have to jump in real quick. Like the music in this is not like oh my god, crazy Super Nintendo. Like there's other good Super Nintendo soundtracks out there, but this the music for this game is absolutely perfect. For the atmosphere mm -hmm. and gameplay of this game. Yep, like, yep, definitely agree. Uh, Joe McDermott, who is well known in LucasArts, like for scoring their games, uh, did the music mm -hmm. for this game. So, uh, yeah, it's a very good soundtrack. Uh, very fitting for the yeah, game. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Like it's you know, like I said, nothing to write home about. But at the same time, like in the context of the game itself, I really enjoyed it. Right. So. Um, what else in this game is like very pleasing? Oh, on some levels, on some levels, days, um, on some levels, days turn yep. to night, which adds like you know like edit, um, uh, uh, which adds extra complexity, like difficulty. Um, so because because there are, because there are some neighbors, there are some neighbors who can't be rescued anymore if it turns right. to be night. So I uh, gotta be careful like about that. So um, there is a two-player modes game. Joe and I did not get to partake <laughs> in that because how busy we are right now. But yeah, I have seen video. I have seen video video of this game playing two-player mode, and it looks like a blast because you definitely can have like one person covering one side, the other person covering uh, the other person like covering the other. Um, like you basically watch everybody's back, so it's a very good like team play style so, game. Uh, to, um, being so. able to emulate, um, I was able to map the controllers. For player one and player two to be the very same controls, so I was. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. That's so, pretty good. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to see how this ran in multiplayer. Because I'm thinking like Super Nintendo, yeah. you got two characters on. Depending on how many zombies are on screen, I figured some slowdown, maybe a little flicker, but nothing. This game plays it and processes it all like a champ. Not one bit of slowdown. Nothing. I was uh, thoroughly pleased, and I think this would be fantastic uh, multiplayer. Also, playing multiplayer slightly amps up the uh, difficulty, um, but that's about it as far as uh, being able to quote-unquote change the difficulty in this game. And by default, this game is, uh, as you progress further and further, it gets harder and harder, and you start to feel that really... Um, I think it was like the fifth or sixth stage where I started to actually lose uh, neighbors. Um, before that, I had no problem, but it was like right around there is where the difficulty started to ramp up and it gets more uh, mazy, so to say, literally because it's a hedge maze with uh, the occasional Jason right. 
slash Leatherface uh, antagonist that shows up with the giant chainsaw, um, which is <laughs> which is another aspect of the game um, that I I got to enjoy but didn't fully embrace. Um, so there are different parts in that level where you have to lead that chainsaw guy to certain parts of the hedge maze and he'll cut through it and he'll create a path. Um, I found a loophole to that um, since I had infinite ammo and all the weapons. Um, I could use my bazooka to blow open holes in the, in the hedgeway. Um, so I didn't need him as much as I should have. Uh, but I, mm. I just got to see the... Uh, the beginning of that idea which was pretty cool and i did play with it a little bit you know in the beginning but once i realized like oh well i have the bazooka and i can just make my own path why do i have to wait for him <laughs> that 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 changed everything <laughs> i kind of broke the game <laughs> yeah there are numerous there are numerous strategies you can use like rich stage which one of the which one of the cool things cool things about this game because it's like if you care about you know like Joe said before they like, don't care about like you know advancing you you have to stay up like one neighbor one neighbor uh, one neighbor and then just like let the rest of them get killed over as far as you care but um but on the other hand but on the other hand if you want to be a hero and try to rescue as many of them as you can there's definitely there's definitely strategy you have to use to, to think about doing it which is pretty cool so um as a quick side note here, um, LucasArts did develop two of the games for the Super NES uh, during the console's life, uh, uh, lifespan. Uh, one of the games, Meta Warriors Konami, also published. Uh, the last game they developed was coming. The, the, um, to, like the last game LucasArts developed, de, 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 developed was a game called Big Sky Trooper, hmm. which was published by JVC. So, um, LucasArts, LucasArts was also involved indirectly with the Star Wars and, and Indiana Jones games, of course. But they didn't actually like yeah. develop those because. Um, but anyway, so um, yeah, so uh, yeah, the game, yeah, the game panels very well too. The controls felt like very responsive. There wasn't really like any kind of uh, problems as far as the actual gameplay itself. Uh, um, you know, like the weapons, um, with the weapons like whatnot. It took so, me a little getting used to just because I'm used to like. B and A being the buttons to do stuff, and this one sure, swaps yeah, it. To, yeah. I mean, it's it's really intuitive and it works. Like once you figure it out, it works. But like, so X is your weapon to use your weapon. Y is to use your item, and then that's why it makes sense because the B button will cycle through your weapons and the A button will cycle through your items. So if you think about it, if you're sitting there, you know, using the X button to attack, you could simply just use the bottom of your thumb to hit that B button and cycle through your weapon. So it makes it a lot quicker to cycle. Um, and sure. Like, I didn't even think about that until, like, you know, I was, like, probably three or four levels in. Like, it was just, like, one of those, like, oh, my God, I kept hitting B to, like, attack. And I'm just like, ah, oh, what am I doing? And then, like, I thought about it. And I was like, oh, it's like, okay. I was like, yeah, this actually makes sense. Um, and I really like right. the fact that you can toggle the map on and off um and the map is super helpful um i think if i didn't have the map a lot more of my neighbors would have died for sure <laughs> uh, especially uh, in the you know in the later right. levels it gets really hectic um right but uh yeah i this is a, a really good control scheme the game was really uh reactive to the you know there was no lag or anything like that like it felt it felt yeah, intuitive yep. like i said it felt like smash tv um just without the you know the twin stick shooter aspect of it which uh, uh, i think would have been yeah. like for modern consoles i think if they would have done cuz i know that they released a port recently on the switch at least which doesn't which does allow like does a it, twin okay, stick shooting cuz i was going to say yeah, like, so, I, yeah, I would hope yeah. that they would have gone through and I would have preferred a remake of this game, to be honest, because I think this could uh, do well with, like, a 2.5 aspect ratio or something like that. But, um, mm, yeah, th this is, like, Twin Stick Shooter would be perfect controls for this. So I I'm, I'm, might now have to pick up the ports. <laughs> I was hesitant <laughs> before, but maybe now I'll have to pick it up. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if you looked at the box cover, but even the box cover, like this game screams like screams fifty style oh, yeah. because it's like it's a very like you know like black and white like kind of fifties yes. image on there. So, but so 
But uh, yeah, it's hard to find fault with this game. I think, um, so I think really, like I like said, really think my only nitpicks in this game was that um, it's a little short if you know what you're doing. Um, you know, like, um, you know, for example, the YouTube, the YouTube playthroughs online in this game are like about three hours. So, um, the speedrun of this game is half that time, like an hour and a half. So, um, if you know what you're doing, this game's not that long, unfortunately. Which, <clears throat> which, um, but then again, but then again, how many people, but then again, how many, but then again, but then again, it's probably gonna take you a while to get, to get, to get that good to be able to go through the game yeah. that fast. So, uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm really not gonna hold that too much, too much against them. Um... The uh, hit detection seemed a little bit off of some enemies. I, I thought occasionally, maybe it was just me, but um, mm. you know, there uh, there were times where I thought a shot had connected, but it was just a glancing shot yeah. instead. So, but certain weapons, certain weapons are better. Certain weapons are better are better for that than others. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I definitely um, saw that occasionally, but it wasn't enough to hamper the gameplay for me. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. Um. The radar, I wish was in the cut. Uh, so the radar, the radar, I wish you had the radar screen. I wish you had the ability to move it because I don't uh, to move it because I don't because I don't like its default position, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it's a small nitpick. <laughs> Try playing multiplayer and then bringing up the map. You have two maps that pop up on screen at one time, and it'll obstruct your mm. view even more so than mm. what it does in one player. So. I, no nitpick on the on the, the position of the radar for me because after playing it multiplayer, <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" It's like you can't see anything. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So the enemies of this game are pretty. They are pretty like you know like uh you know like uh um like varied and and well challenged. You never like you never know what mm. to expect. Um, so uh, there's new um you know like Joe was saying before there, there's numerous ways to, there's numerous ways to go through to, to go through the stage. I like how the barbecue guy himself is only worth five points, but the the five points, but the meal is cooking is like yeah. hundred points. <laughs> so that's more like well, man's got to eat right. doing this right. So but you know but um but yeah uh, interesting for sure. But and yeah yeah being able to swim in this game is great. Like Joe said before, like because we're so trained for most games to be like water means right. death, but. <laughs> Um, in this game, like in this game, water is a critical aspect. Yep. So, but uh, so anyway, yeah, small nitpicks. Um, I get, I um, I guess the reason the game didn't sell very well, even when it first came out, even though, like, even though, like, even a big company like Konami published it, uh, was the fact that the gameplay was so was so unique and different than what it was before. Um, you know, plus also, plus also the. Plus also the, the the game plus also the the gameplay style itself. Even though so even though Nintendo required the game to be censored, um, you know there's no blood in this game. It's all like you know like ooze right. for example. Um, you know maybe parents were hesitant were hesitant were hesitant to buy this game like the to play their kids because of the you know because the yeah. content the the, the the content matter. Yeah. So you know so. I'm thinking so, like so, like so. Yeah, I'm just guessing. So I'm just guessing a combination of those things. Um, you know, despite that, however, the game reviewed very well when it came out, and the game uh, when it came out, there came out, and the game, you know, the game, and the game, and the game continues to continue to review like very well. Um, you have like you have like eighteens uh, uh, out of twenties, eight out of tens, three out of tens, nine out of tens across the board like this game. So. Uh, the game rankings uh, aggravator score of this game eighty four point five percent. So uh, definitely, you know, definitely like a very well thought yeah. of game. So um, the humor of this game is also like very very funny. So there's all like you know the little details. This game really shows how well this game is programmed because it really is like attention to detail was attention to detail was very much recommended. Oh, and I also forgot to add. To add, to add another cool feature about this game, um, if you have a bazooka but no key, just, but no key, no problem. Just blow the door open. No, you know I never even tried that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know keys. Like, we don't even no. Yeah. Not taking keys. Just like boom, that boom. Makes sense. So this, yeah, it didn't even yeah, cross my mind to even think of trying that. <laughs> because you, you you don't think to try about it because most games don't do that. It's like, but in real life, yeah, it makes total yeah. sense. So it's like, but so. So yeah, but uh, um, but uh, um, 
Yeah, definitely. So, um, and as a matter of fact, uh, as a matter of fact, I, as a matter of fact, I, I don't know if you played the game, Joe, but a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, um, a lot of folks draw comparisons to uh, between this game and Dead Rising, uh, because series Death Rising definitely has some inspiration yeah, taken on this yeah, game. I can see it. So. Uh, Alright, so cheat codes. There are a bunch of them. So, um, there, um, uh, there's 48 regular, there's 48 regular levels in this game, plus seven, plus seven bonus levels. There's a way to be able to unlock three, three more bonus levels in this game that are included in the ROM, but not, but, but not actually, but not actually possible to see through normal gameplay unless you use the password for some reason. So, uh, put this password into the menu screen, and you're able to access these three hidden, these three hidden bonus levels, which are very humorously titled, uh, Curse of the Ferrups. Mushroom Man and Cheerleaders versus the Monsters. So, um, the, uh, there's also, um, the, uh, um, uh, there's also, there's also the typical passwords which will give you the, uh, you know, 10 victims to save and that kind of stuff. Um, you also can do a password for Secret Level. You also can, you, you also have a password to view the ending credits. There's another password that, uh, um, um, they finally, they finally, there's another password you can, there's a password that you can use. Uh, to hear all the sound effects in this game, so, um, so typical stuff like that. Um, as I mentioned before, this game has a very long legacy to it, uh, because this game did, because this game did kind of develop a kind of cult, for, um, you know, cult following like over the years. So, um, the game came out in Europe with some censorship involved, even more censorship than what the North American version had. Um, the game name, um, so the game was simply called Zombies over there instead. Um, and they, uh, for example, uh, some and certain enemies were taken out and and, and, and rechanged because they're seen to be as, as being too 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 graphic. For example, the the chainsaw the chainsaw wielding enemies replaced with lumberjack wielding axes. Okay. So, um, you did it, like so, and the box art also for the European power release is much more comical uh, in style compared to the compared to the North American version. They're, they're you know they're much more like cartoonish, um, you know, um, you know, you know, cartoonish, cartoonish looking. So, um, the game, but this game also came up with the ESB. Uh, uh, this game also came up came up for the ESB um, RB with a thing. So. Um, yeah, so like so, so obviously they obviously they, they obviously they probably would have released it as is with the ratings if, they, if that system had been in place like that place you know you know, like the time you know, like the time period. So, um, the game the game did the game did the game did, did well enough that LucasArts ordered that LucasArts like ordered a sequel. Um, so, uh, Ghoul Patrol came out the following year in 1994. The game already the game already had been in development. Uh, when Zombies Save My Neighbors did. Did recently well. LucasArts decided to go ahead and change it up. Change it up to be a sequel. It shows in the fact the game wasn't it wasn't originally intended to be a sequel. I played the game a little bit. It's fine. It's nowhere near as fun as this game is though. And consensus across the board kind of agrees with me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like on that. So, but you, uh, um, uh, you, uh, you, 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 you haven't played that game yet, Joe, right? Yeah. But, yeah, and um, I thought about playing it, you know, since, you know, I played through this one, but um, I figured, you know, at some point we would eventually talk about it, so I decided to hold on. <laughs> right, so, anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, the game's gotten, so the game's gotten re-released numerous times over the years since it first came out. Um, the game came out... Uh, the game came out for the Wii Virtual Console, uh, console, uh, console in, uh, in 2009, um, and uh, and so also this year and the, this year in particular, there's been a lot of activity, like uh, um, um, activity in this game because not only one, but two different, but two different versions of the game, uh, um, uh, 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 come out. So first, we had the Lucasfilm's classic games, Zombies at My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol, for the Switch, Xbox One, and Windows. You know, that, that was released in June of 2000. Uh, um, you know, you know that, that you know that was released in June of this year mm. of 2021. So um, they're basically as before. There's basically like straight ports of the game with some minor uh, modifications for like controls and and graphic. Uh, um, uh, like, uh, um, not graphics. Like how you like start the game, and they, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, collection's done pretty well in sales, like when I see uh, like online. But uh, also on top of that, um, are you familiar with the company Limited Run uh, Games, Joe? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, they have they have announced and they announced and they're working on uh, they also they also obtained the rights the, the rights from LucasArts to be able to do a limited release of the game themselves in physical Ooh. form uh, because obviously Lucasfilm's classic game collect, their, their collection right. is digital only so uh, but limited but limited limited run is limited run is working on a limited physical release release of this game both for the both of the modern systems, the Switch and Xbox One, but also, but uh, but also Super NES. I've seen pictures yeah. of the carts. They're like, they're, they're, they're like one game's one game's one game uses red shell, and then the game uses like a green shell. It's pretty cool. So, um, those are those are uh, those are those are, those are, those are due to be released next month, November of twenty twenty one. So, um, they're kind of expensive. Um, you know, I like you know I see um you know I see pricing I see pricing on eBay starting on two hundred dollars. So, um, I think that um you know but um you know but the um you know but the pre-orders are all sold out by this point. So right. um I but but they uh yeah so um there also was there also was an, there, uh, 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 there also was released like what, ten years ago by another company. Totally, you know, totally unauthorized. But you know, of course, like uh, homebrew companies, you usually don't care about this kind of stuff. Um, they uh, they developed made their own, th- so they developed uh, like they developed and released their own fan made sequel to this game, uh, which is called Oh No More Zombies <laughs> at My Neighbors, which is just basically more the uh, 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 the, the game is basically the, the, uh, the game is basically more of the same. It's just like you know, here's you know, here's fifty five new levels. Um, have that I go do the same thing. So. Um, so you're a fan of the game. This is worth checking out. Checking out because that's kind of worth like more of the same gameplay style. Mm-hmm. They enjoy this kind of game. So um, because they have all these releases and releases whatnot, prices of this game are all across the board. So uh, I'm going to try to do what I can here, try to summarize to summarize the the price of this game to make it easy easy for somebody to understand. So. Um, the game's the, the game's pretty common on eBay, despite the, the on eBay the, on eBay despite not selling like a huge amount. Uh, hundred six copies of the game are currently are currently listed on eBay. Hundred eighty five copies of the copies that I recently sold. Um, because it was a small release, uh, and because the game is in that um, because the game is very popular, prices of this game have held up pretty well over the years. Uh, these prices include shipping. Uh, uh, um, you know, North America prices low prices only. Carts only this game is selling anywhere from twenty two dollars to twenty two dollars. To sixty nine dollars, so uh, even cart form, this game holds its value pretty well. Uh, CIB copies weigh range wildly in price depending upon like how complete and how good condition that it is. They 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 run anywhere from seventy seven dollars all the you know all the way up to three hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, all the way up to four thirty five dollars depending depending upon completion and condition. So yeah, this is the so yeah so 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 so, so yeah this is kind of a pricey game. Um. I'm kind of thinking that because the game was pricier, um, and because the game probably was more in demand before the releases of the game like recently came out, I was surprised to see there's actually like I was surprised to see surprised to see there's actually there's actually repos available as a game out there too. So because usually because usually you only see repos you only see repos for games that, that, that you know either didn't come out in North America officially or are very 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 right, expensive. Right. So uh, I'm thinking probably these are old repos that simply were made back when the game was more expensive than it was right. now. So uh, but anyway, um, if I care about just playing the game in physical card, the repos the the, um, the repos the repos the repos are very the, the repos are very cheap to cheap to have. You can pick one up for anywhere from thirteen to um, you know thirteen thirteen twenty dollars. So, uh, I mentioned the fan-made sequel earlier. Um, if you want that game in cart, that the in cart, that the in cart form, that's that's going for twenty to forty dollars. Uh, the, the game was also the game was also made with a box, carton box, where carton box that like running anywhere from seventy to eighty dollars. So, um, finally, there's the holy grail for this game. I don't know the circumstances of the that. I, I, um, so I don't know the reason why for this. I couldn't find anything online saying uh, saying it. But there is uh, uh, but this game when it came out for the Super NES North America also received a very limited, a very limited and limited edition alternate box mm. cover, um, uh, which was used for the for the game, which is much more, um, the much more, um, the much more cartoony style graphic, uh, a graphic box cover. The the picture used for the manual in the game's the same, um, it just you know just only the box only that the, the box only that has a different cover on it, so. I don't know why. Maybe maybe Konami was going to do a different a different box cover originally and originally and made a small um, you made a small batch and then decided not and then decided not to use it. 
So, or it might have been for a contest or promotion that I can't find any record of. So, but in any event, those are very, very expensive, very, very expensive, expensive things to expensive things to pick up these days. So, um, I saw, I saw, I saw Cleat Games, Don't Know Box cover, running on eBay as high as fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred dollars and sixty-five dollars. Um, sorry, one five six five, one thousand five 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 and sixty-five dollars sold. So. This goes for a lot of money if you have that like limited, like limited, like limited edition box cover. Yeah, I was just looking at the art for that box cover. Like I have never even seen that. So yeah. Yeah, it's very rare. Like I said, I like I said, I don't know why, why that, why that's a thing basically. Yeah. So I couldn't find anything online saying uh, I'm talking, um, you were talking about that. So, but anyway. So yeah, that's the game in a nutshell. Uh, if you're a big fan of this game, I highly recommend checking out checking out checking out like my podcast. I've mentioned Watch Out for Fireballs here before in the past. Um, they covered this game, oh, about ten years ago. Um, um, you know, like this point, way back when, like in the early library, uh, they go into a much much deeper, di- uh, much much deeper deeper dive of this game than we just did. So if you want to, so if you're a big fan of this game and like, I want to hear more about it, you know, check out that podcast. Um, Otherwise, yeah, this is a very fun game. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest running gun uh, person, but but this game is very fun to play. It's a, it, 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 you know, it's definitely one of those like easy, easy, um, easy pick up and play games. Hard to master. It, um, uh, like Joe said, it does get very difficult later on in the game. But the 40s, you're gonna be lucky to get there like one, yeah. like one or two people uh, <laughs> still alive probably. But. Um, but yeah, it's a very fun game. It's not. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult without being. It's difficult without being super, super, super difficult. I, I thought. So, I mean, I mean, I did beat this game without any like cheat codes or whatnot. So, um, you know, it is possible. It is possible. You have some patience. Some patience and you know, and some you know, and some limited, uh, uh, limited game skill. And uh, yeah, I agree with Joe. I very much. You know, releases are fine. Uh, I definitely would be down for. Um, you know, I definitely would be down for seeing yeah. a remake of this. So I mean, like, LucasArts, LucasArts these days, LucasArts these days, she's, she's not actually developing games themselves anymore. But you know, Disney or them could do something with the game if they yeah, wanted yeah. to. So, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was that was zombies at my neighbors. Uh, you have any final thoughts about uh, like the game before we like uh, uh, to close the episode out? Joe? No, just like you know, if you've seen this game and you've thought, hey, that looks somewhat interesting, I should try it out. Try it out. I think you'll be pleasantly mm. surprised. I don't think it'll become your, like your favorite game on the Super Nintendo, but I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it, and it's well worth your time. Did you did you check did you check out did, did you play the Genesis version uh, 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 like at all to compare I did. them? Um, in my honest opinion, check out the Super Nintendo. I need the Genesis version because the Genesis version is basically the uh, the developers like actual vision for this game it's uncensored there's blood um and it's the music is not as good the sound effects are kind of eh and the controller setup is horrendous for a three button controller <laughs> um like you have to hold you have to hold the, <laughs> so a and b is your items and your attack but you have to hold c and then hit a or b to cycle through those items so it, it can be tedious but um you know, it's it's really nice to actually see real blood and actually see what they were going for in this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth a look for sure. It's funny you say that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny you say that because the game actually was started on Super NES, right? <laughs> but but uh, yeah, 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 that yeah, the three button control of Genesis that does um, you know that does hold back. Yeah, that, that does hold back a lot of games. I, th- I, I yeah, think, and I think that's what, but, what happened is you know, like they were developing developing it for the Super Nintendo, and then they found out through the censorship how much the game was going to be censored, and they just said, "Hey, maybe the Genesis will release it as is." And of course, you know, Genesis has no problem with that. They wanted that leg up. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think either way, um, you know, like would you ever play when you played on the? You play it on the game store. You know, you know the game yeah. store plays very well. So, you, you, um, you know, you know the core gameplay is still intact. They were both of those. So, but, but uh, anyway. So yeah, that zombies at my neighbors. So that was uh, that was it. That was that was game one of our Halloween twin twin fest. 
uh, next time we're next time on the on the on the podcast, we're going to be covering this part two of the uh, of the Halloween of the Halloween coverage. We're going to be looking at Dra- we're going to be looking at Dracula X on the Super NES. So, um, you know, Castlevania game always fun to talk about yeah. Castlevania game. So, um, I, um, you must have played that game in some version over the years, Joe. Right? Either the original one or its original so- like. I only played the uh, what is it the the Turbo CD version, which is yeah yeah, yeah Rondo Blood, Rondo Blood. Like it's the original so, game. Like, so that's yep. the only yep. version I've played. I've heard some yep. rumblings of how the Super Nintendo version is. So I'm looking forward to checking it out, but also dreading it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, spoiler: I think it holds up pretty well. I mean, like you know, so I um, mean. Um, you obviously, obviously it is right. different, but we will get into that uh, next time around. So, um, thank you again. Yo, know, thank you again as always for joining us. We appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, you yeah, feel free to leave my Facebook page, or you can also email directly at the SNES Podcast at yahoo dot com. Uh, Joe, how can I you reach you? You can at? find me on Twitter at j o e s u x three zero. Also, I have a Facebook. You know where to find me. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, thank you very much for joining us as always. Uh, stay safe, everybody. <clears throat> we'll catch you again next time, and hope you had a good Halloween. Bye. Uh, later, all. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Oh, wow.